Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Brad Harbison, and my guest today is Scott Mullaney. He's the Director of Animal Services for Unique Pest Management located in Woodbridge, Virginia. And Scott and his company were the subject of the PCT August feature, A National Story, which was uh, kind of a behind-the-scenes look at his company's participation in the recent National Geographic story about rats that also included an interview with rodent expert and PCT writer Bobby Corrigan. So in today's podcast, we're going to learn more about Scott and his company and also a little bit more about this experience with the National Geographic story. Scott, thanks for joining me. Oh, good morning. Scott, I look forward to talking to you. And uh, maybe to start with, Scott, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved in pest control and what led you to starting your company? Well, my background is actually in IT. I was director of sales for an IT company, but I got laid off in the downturn of 2008. I couldn't find a job. So I've been involved in the dog world for about 20-plus years. So I was looking at ways to make money, and I stumbled across the bedbug dogs. So I looked into that and, and started that up and have been pretty much going ever since. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about unique pest management. I mean, what type of accounts do you guys typically treat, and, and what type of rodent-conducive conditions do you, find, do you encounter in these accounts? It really runs the complete gamut. We've done everything from warehouses to multifamily properties. We've done a lot of office buildings, government buildings. I've even been flown down to Dallas-Fort Worth a couple of times to inspect commercial airliners that had a rat on board that they needed to find out where it was at. So there's really not a typical situation. We've had everything from detection to removals. Our current record stands at 66 adults in less than two hours with three dogs. Oh. And and again, kind of the, taking a look at these accounts, what, what are some of the, the typical rodent condu- conducive conditions that you encounter at these accounts? It's almost always sanitation. We have mm-hmm. the exclusion issues, but it's almost always the poor sanitation, whether it's on that property or the neighboring, neighboring properties sure. that create the issue. Sure. And I think there's a lot of interest in, from, from folks in the industry about this use of detection dogs for rodent control. Um, tell us how, what kind of led you down this path? We were doing the bed bug detection, and that was our only service, so we didn't want to be caught flat-footed if something came along where all of a sudden you know, they, there was no more bed bug issues and they brought out a uh, pesticide to cure it. So what we did is we went out and we started looking. Actually, my wife is the one who came up with it. We went and looked at other ideas, and she came back with the ratting. So what we did is we did a business viability study and decided that we wanted to move forward with it. It took us about two years to develop the program, though. And that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, what type of preparation and studying and research did you do regarding detection dogs for rodent control before you launched the service? We actually started with the rats first before we really got too deep into the dogs. Um, What we wanted to do is we wanted to understand the prey that we would be going after, and then we would apply the the type of dogs to it. That took quite a while. Um, We attended the Rat Academy with Dr. Corrigan in New York City. We went to a couple of the regionals. And then we just read, listened, and talked to whoever we possibly could. So to the point sometimes where I felt like I was borderline stalking Dr. Corrigan, but he was a huge help in being able to answer my questions and coming back with plenty of questions of his own. Um, And then we moved into the selection of the dogs. Um, Like I said, I've had years of experience of working with dogs. So I had a very good idea where to look. Um, I looked at all the various terrier breeds, and I decided on the breed called the Patterdale Terrier which we picked them because they're not recognized by the AKC, so they're not watered down. So what we did is we brought in a couple of our dogs in from over in Europe. We had some breeding lines brought that way. Um, and they're just a very good, stable dog for us to use. Sure. And 
can you explain how it works? Um, how do the dogs find and, and eliminate the rats? So what we do, we have three parts of our service. The, the first part is, the, is detection. So we use the dogs to detect the live rats, their harborages, their access points, their travel ways, just try to get a feel for the property. The next part of it is the abatement, where the dogs actually remove the rats from the property. And then we also have a third part, which is harassment. We use the dogs to harass the rats off the property so they don't come back. Um, the detection is probably the easier part for the most part um, because the dogs are naturally looking for the rats anyways. What we have to do, though, working with our dogs, we have to teach them basic manners, you know, socialization, how to get along with other dogs, how to get along with people, and then we do the obedience, um, and then we just teach them job skills from there. Um, And then they just the abatement is the the easy part. It's the coming back. It's the not running off. uh, It's the dropping it after they've removed the rat that, you know, that takes the work. Sure. And so let me ask you this. Is, is there any concerns about secondary poisoning? I mean, for example, you know, dogs are getting sick from biting a rat that has ingested rodenticides? No, there's no concern at all. Um, really what you would have to do is the dog would have to eat the rats. And, and our dogs don't do that. What they do is when they were removing the rats, they grab them, they give them a couple of shakes, it instantly kills them. They spit them out and go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, our dogs are trained off of rodenticide. They don't care less about it. We also train them off of snap traps, glue boards. Um, we can actually even throw our dog into a dumpster full of food, and it pushes the food out of the way to get to the rats. All they want to do is get those rats. What about concerns about the dogs getting sick from rodents that might be carrying a, a disease? We've never run into that. Really, the only problem that we would have a concern with is leptospirosis. Hmm. Um, all of our dogs are up to date on their shots, and what we do is we vaccinate our dogs twice a year with 75, 75% of the vaccine instead of once a year at 100%, so that way we have an overlap. But other than that, that's really the only concern. And then we obviously, we do our, our, our religious about making sure that we do our flea and tick treatments. Sure. And then uh, let's just talk about the, the benefits. What, are, what have been some of the benefits of using dogs? And let's first of all talk about it from a control standpoint. Um, how, how successful have you been using the dogs? We've been extremely successful. We're now up to six teams running pretty much running full out we've actually expanded our company and we now have a location in the new england area and then once this is up and running profitably what we'll do is we'll move to philadelphia um but it, it works amazing like we can use the dogs to find access points and harborages that even the best technician is never going to find we found areas where the dogs will just crane their necks to get up into a little spot you look up there and you're like wow we would have never found that um, we can use it for the, the removal. Like I said, you know, our record, current record stands at 66 in less than two hours with three dogs. But we routinely will get, you know, 20 to 30, 35 rats in an evening when we go out and remove them. We have properties that we've taken over 1,000 rats out of. We've got a, a multifamily that we took over 800 rats out of. Um, and one of the great things about what we do, the claims that we make, we do the old trust but verify. So any claims that we make, we can back up. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Sure. Um, um, the, no, I was going to say, as far as the marketing, we really haven't done anything. Everything has been just, you know, word of mouth about the only thing I do is I do have an extensive profile on LinkedIn, which has been very successful for us. Sure. But other than that, we just have some propaganda that when we're doing emails or talking to people, we send out or hand out or, you know, do some trade shows. But that's about it. Uh, Scott, I want to skip, switch gears a little bit, and as I mentioned, you know, uh, you guys were certainly highlighted in, in the recent National Geographic uh, article. Um, can you tell us how that opportunity came about? Um, we work with Andrea Brubaker, who's the VP of Business Development Services for America.
PMA Executive Leadership Program meeting, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the article that the National Geographic was working on. So what she did, she passed our information on to the people at uh, Nat Geo, and they reached out to us. And what they did is they sent a uh, photographer, a videographer, and a writer out on some jobs with us, um, three of them actually in some different environments. And they just took a whole bunch of pictures and video, and you know they were just they were amazed. Yeah, and that's, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely, and that's kind of what I wanted to, to look at uh, next. You know, can you give us kind of a, a behind-the-scenes look at working with the National Geographic team? Um, what kind of questions did, did they ask you, and how were you able to uh, kind of help them get what they needed for the article? They were so good, we forgot a lot of times that they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of were in the background. They didn't they didn't really interfere. They understood how to get out of the way. Um, we they asked some questions about our rats. The rats are dogs. The, the way the service was going to flow. Um, but other than that, that was about it. Uh, the lady that wrote the article was really, really nice. She had a bunch of questions, very similar to what we're answering here. Mm-hmm. And then she had some other ones. She wanted to know like the, how the general public feels about it, um, what kind of care we give our dogs when we have sanitation or health programs, which we do on both counts. Um, so, you know, she did a lot of digging. Sure. And then, um, Scott, uh, as far as a follow-up, what, what kind of responses have you received from your customers, uh, the general public, or and, and potential customers, as well as just kind of the general public at large? Um, and, and how has it helped your business? It's really been amazing. First of all, it gave us instant legitimacy. Um, I come from a large family with a bunch of brothers, and they went from calling me Rat Boy to showing, actually showing off the magazine. Yeah. So that was that was fun. But, but we've gotten greater, uh, you know, approval from everybody um, we've gotten business leads from it from just the general circulation or what i've been able to put out onto linkedin uh we have my wife bought pretty much every copy of the magazine up and down the east coast mm-hmm. and so we're able to give them out to our our clients potential clients um just you know it's, it's just some networking scott thanks again for joining us today oh thank you very much for the time and I would, again, uh, I would encourage all of our uh, listeners to check out the August PCT story, a national story, which, again, kind of explains uh, Scott and his company's involvement with the National Geographic story and talks a little bit more about the use of uh, rodent detection dogs. I want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast today, and have a great day. <laughs>